Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 52 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined as always by my mainest man, Willie Saylor, on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. What's up, Christian Piles? How much, man? How much? I, I wanted to do this yesterday, but Willie was traveling back from, from Nebraska. Um, so how was your trip? How, how did I was that in go? Lincoln. You were in Blacksburg. Yes, yes. We're we'll, both... we'll get into the Virginia Tech stuff a little later. That mm. looks like he did some cool things down there. Yeah, I was in Nebraska basically... Uh, to see a couple buddies, um, but that was fun. I got to see uh, Jordan Burroughs and, and Brian Snyder work out. Me too, because being friends with Willie Saylor means when he goes to that practice, he will Skype you in and let you watch. So that was one. That of was my, pretty fun. Huh? That was sweet. That was sweet watching, watching the champ train. It was just he and Brian in there, as far as I could tell. Yep. Putting, yep. putting and, in uh, the time. Off to. Off to Pan Ams soon for Jordan Burroughs. Right, right. The whole, all three teams are headed out there. That gets rolling. Shoot, tomorrow, Greco starts, then Greco women Thursday, then freestyle and women Friday, and then I think freestyle men. Yeah, I think they're doing it. It's kind of like staggered. I think they're doing it four, five, five, four, or or something like that. The the number of weights per day. Right. Something like that. So, So, yeah. It's um, but before we get into the the, the specifics of, of the wrestling weekend and all the all the goings on, we we have to talk about this. I have a new obsession, Willie. You yeah, you it's have not new. It's not new. Well, it's this part is new. this part's new. You're right. You're right. There's there's a component that's been around for a while. But this El Chapo story, I I can't read enough about this guy. For those <laughs> of you, this dude. El Chapo is like one of the most powerful um, drug cartel figures in the world, right? He escaped in 2001 in a friggin' laundry cart, okay? On the run for 13 years, gets caught in 2014. Less than 300 days later, this guy's out of out of jail. 
Um, and and in the wind once again, he had like a mile long tunnel, and it's just, it's amazing. Like the the United States wanted to extradite him because this is a dude he's wanted in America for all. He's gotten so many drugs. He builds all these tunnels into the United States and gets his drugs in. He's like he has submarines, Willie. Did you even know that? No, I did not know he, he has had submarines. submarines. I am not obsessed with this guy like you are. This guy, it, I don't think he will ever be caught again. The mistakes so he let's, made. Well, let's let's just explain to people at home that you have this weird fascination. I don't know what you watch too many <laughs> Harrison Ford movies or something. I don't know. Christian has this fascination. Okay. Of being on the run, he wants Christian Piles wants to be on the run from the police at one time in his life. All right. Yes, to an extent. Let me, let me explain my dream scenario, okay? And yes, um, maybe this a little bit is 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 uh, from the fugitive, um, because I was I was framed, okay? I was set up. But here's what it is: something's gone down, okay? I know I know things have gone down, right? I go into a local convenience store, okay? I'm gonna go buy a, a bottle of water, okay? I put I put the water on the counter. You should get some Cheetos while you're in there. No. I just need water. Okay, I'm thirsty. Right. It's it's summer. So All I right. put it on the counter, okay? In the background, over my shoulder, behind me, there's a television playing the news, okay? The breaking news story comes on, okay? Christian Piles is wanted for X, whatever crime I did, okay? But I didn't do it, guys. I was set up. He is considered armed and extremely dangerous, okay? I lock eyes with the convenience store guy. <laughs> he knows that I know that he knows, okay? So we I know that this guy's about so it from that moment, that's when it's on. That's Does he when, give you all his money out of the cash register? Nope. Nope. I am Do you have to pay for the water? I all right, no, here's here's the thing. I hand him a five, I say, keep the change. And I get the heck out of there, okay? And that's when the the action movie starts. I that's I, some Clint Eastwood type. Exact stuff. right? Isn't that a great, bad dude? Right now, okay. Right now, you're a bad dude. I'm a bad dude. You think I'm bad now? I'm gonna get in my 2007 Honda Civic, okay, four <laughs> cylinder, okay, and I'm gonna take off. All right, where am I gonna go? You know, where I live, I'm in the middle of two interstate intersections. I could go 64 east, 64 west, 80. One north or south, okay? Do I get on the highway? And, yeah, and so get, many options. Right now. But do I take that option, Willie, or do I? I know the, I know these back roads like the back of my hand. Okay, I could be in West Virginia and maybe Mexico by the end of the day. Okay, you I should you should go to like a farm and steal a horse. I see. That's the thing. This is going to be a, a part of it. I don't know if I would steal a horse, but <laughs> at, at some po- at some point, I, I got to ditch the car. Okay. It's a, you know, it's it's a fancy sports car. It's a Honda Civic. You know, it's gonna stand out. It's black. You know, I, I can't be driving around a Honda Civic. I'm gonna stick out like a sore thumb. So at some point, I'm gonna have to ditch the car, live off the land. Okay, maybe get get on the Appalachian Trail. And I'm saying all this to you. Do you watch Bear Grylls? I I have seen Bear Grylls. I've seen you know, and I have. I've learned a lot from him. I've learned a lot from this show I used to watch called I Almost Got Away With It, except those guys are, are like scum of the earth criminals, and they always and make also, a... they always lost. Okay, right? But th- they always made a mistake. They always shacked up with some loudmouth woman, or they, you know, they all, they all had vices, right? I'm not going to have those vices. I'm going to live a very disciplined life. All the while, 
uh, I'm working to to prove my own innocence because I I have a family, okay, that I have to get back to, and that's what I'm, I'm going to say stuff like that. I just want to get back to my family. I'm going to say things like that a lot during this because most of this will be filmed. Okay, this is going to be made into a major mo- motion picture. So is there a camera guy with you the whole time? No, no, no. Just when after I clear my good name, uh, I'm going to be all on the run for some time. After I prove my innocence, people are, are going to be approaching me left and right. Um, there's probably going to be a flow film about it, but I'll you, you guys won't be able to afford me at that point in time. So I'll I'll it'll. You know, this will be a Spielberg. Why is this a – why do you want to be Listen, on the run? Don't you want – all right, I don't really, really, truly want to be on the run, on the run. Like, my life's in danger. I'm actually one. But don't you just want to see – don't you want to know, could I get away from the cops? Because they they catch almost everybody. There's got to be – I know. I can get away. Come on. You could get away? You think so, Willie? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, With your I gout constant... foot, listen. You drive. You drive this gaudy Ford Mustang, and you've got gout I foot. Would... You can. You can't even walk. I uh, wouldn't. I have confidence in everything I do. If you ask me to do something, I'm. I'm sure. Well, me too. Uh, I feel that's why I want to do it. I wouldn't do it. You know. Um. You know. I'm not saying I want to run an ultra marathon. I don't know if I could do that. I know. I think, or I. I believe that I could get away with it. I could be on the run. I could. I wouldn't be caught so quickly. And that's well, what's what, exciting what's about me, it to me. And El Chapo is living the dream to the highest extent. This man has helicopters and submarines. Right, at he his has disposal. helicopters and submarines and almost essentially unlimited amounts of cash. Billions you, of dollars. And you have a Honda Civic. I have a Honda Civic. I have um, about 14 bottles of water in my car. I've got you know some extra jackets, it's things I could fashion into tents, um, vessels, what, whatever I need is in my car. The, I could turn my my children's car seats into, you know, um, some sort of a flotation device. It, it doesn't matter. I I'll find a way. But it's just, I I've always wanted to do that. I want to. I wish there was some sort of a re- reality show situation where you know called Get Off the Grid or something, and you just got to try to escape. Um, I I think I could do it. I really think I can. So, this this uh, that's always been something I've wanted to do for like. A lot of my life. They trace you. You would get on flow to see who. <laughs> you'd get on flow to see who won um, the Southern Scuffle in a in a library in Kansas. They track you down, on it. and you'd be done. Flow would potentially be my. Undo- but see, that's the thing. All right, everyone has a vice. Some of them, it's the loudmouth woman. Some of them, they drink too much. Mine potentially would be wrestling and wanting to acquire wrestling information. But that's where the discipline comes in, Willie. Okay, I know that they know that that's what I like, so I'm not going to do that thing. Okay, and all of this stuff. It would also be better if you lived in a country where you it's not difficult to bribe a prison guard. Right, because this dude totally. And that's another thing with this El Chapo. He clearly. Uh, I, I don't blame these guards for letting him out because you know that. I mean, <laughs> he had help on this. What are you supposed to do? He's gonna kill your family. If you don't, this guy just, that's what he does. He takes over police departments. So um, I'm not faulting them. They need to get, we need to catch this guy and get him in America, give him a real challenge, see if he can get out of one of our prisons. Not that two murders didn't escape in upstate New York, but I digress. So that's my dream, guys. I have a lot of dreams. I'm living my dream working for Flow Wrestling, but a, a slightly more well, preposterous. Well, maybe I'll work one. on somebody. Huh? I work on I work on setting you up so that you can right. Your I'm journey. gonna be set up and I'm gonna somehow. Um, I think I can. Could you, 
I think can I you still do rankings when you're on the run? You think? <laughs> We're gonna, we're gonna have to have I, we we better not talk about it on this show because if this happens, yes is the answer. But we're gonna have to have some sort of covert correspondence, not involving cellular, telephone, communication. Um, but m- we'll talk about that later on a secure line. Okay, we can't right. we can't get into that here. All right. So thank you for indulging right. me. El Chapo. He has two. He got he, he earned two escapes. Um, two escapes. <laughs> He's up to he's he up be, to two over the Mexican government. Would he be good or bad in freestyle? Because they just let you out. They just let him up. He'd be better at folk style. He needs that escape point. He needs those points. You can't you can't ride that guy. He gets he just seals off quick stand up. He's out. I mean the dude was out for thirteen years. Then he's in jail for three hundred days and he's out again. That is incredible. And the U.S. said. And the U.S. said, hey, extradite him over here so he doesn't escape again. And Mexico said there's no chance of that. Yeah, they don't want that. They Mexico's like, hey, we got this. It's like that Yeah, it's like that old guy that, that won't give it up, and he still thinks he's got it. But he, you don't got it. Mexican government, I'm sorry. Anyways. Uh, all right. Thank so you guys for that. You really, want to be, you really want to be on the run. I want to be on the Please. run. One good time. Who's that? All right. Let's talk. Tell me one more thing. Let tell me you you don't kind of want that feeling. I'm I'm talking to the community at large here. That that would not be somewhat fun. That sort of level of adventure, just escaping and seeing how long you can make it. If there were no, if you wouldn't actually go to prison for more the rest excitement of your life, in your life. Yeah, like that would be that would be kind of fun. You need more excitement in your life. I have tons you need of more excitement. excitement in your life. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Tell me. For before you think that you want to be on the run for a crime you didn't commit with federal authorities chasing <laughs> you down in a Honda Civic with 14 bottles of water. First try staying up past 10 p.m. How about that? That'll be real exciting. I can d- – listen, sleep is going to be my ally, okay? I'm going to keep – I'm going to have a very regimented schedule on the escape. That's another mistake these guys they, – they think they can run 24 hours straight, and then they wander into a 7-Eleven and turn themselves in because they're delirious from sleep deprivation. Okay, I'm I'm gonna keep my finely tuned clock that's inside my body. I'm gonna keep that thing regulated. I'm gonna be rested. My mind will be fresh. Okay, I'm not gonna make those mistakes. All right, I like getting to sleep on time because I get up early and I feel fantastic. I feel great, Willie, and I felt great for several hours because I've been awake for a while. Okay, there's nothing wrong Kyle, with that. Uh, wait, Stat Boy, we got Stat Boy here. He just came across a good tweet. Oh, what's, uh, what's that, Kyle? Good, a good recommendation, I think. From who's it from, Kyle? It's from Jason Nickel, Bo's dad. Oh, okay. Hey, Jason. Keep going. And Is what did it? he say? <laughs> oh. he, Christian, he wants to get you on naked and afraid. <laughs> what do you feel about that? Um, it sounds like nudity is involved. Um, you never saw Naked and Afraid? I've never. No, I haven't watched that. I haven't watched that. But I'm, I'm, I'm up for the challenge, Jason. If you know how to get me on that show. Get me on that show. I'm ready to to prove myself. Um, I don't know if you you have to like eat frogs and, and <laughs> walk around and you have to walk around in a jock strap for like a month. I, I'm very comfortable with my body, Willie. Okay. Um. Anyways. All right. Can we try okay. to move on? I'm sorry. I kind of I derailed that, but I think it needs to be said. I think it's something that you need to know about me. Not just you. The the community at large needs to know about me. That that's. I'm a wild card. I think, you know, they don't understand that. But now they know. 
right. Northern, let's talk a little wrestling. Let's go Northern Colorado. That's kind of a seamless transition here from El Chapo's escape to Northern Colorado. These guys are, are doing it pretty big. Um, and it's it's kind of everything. And is, we, okay, so Nico Reyes is going to Northern Colorado. He's two-time qualifier for Illinois. And he's um, leaving there. He's got two years left. And um, Nixon's been doing a good job pulling in some quality transfers. He's got Keelan Torres, who I like, from Oklahoma State. He's one of the many hammers that are stuck behind the Daringers and Marstellers and Crutchmers uh, in that kind of middleweight log jam. But we have, and we have heard, you know, maybe that there's going to be some some more transfers. We heard a couple guys, right, that maybe potentially go to Northern Colorado. Um, so so T-Nick's on his hustle. He is I mean, hustling. This is, he's all right. keeping his ear to the ground and seeing – who might be interested in moving situations, and and uh, he's getting them. That's what I. That's what. This is why I get angry at coaches and programs that just mail it in and don't care. Northern Colorado and Troy Nickerson are out hustling Big Ten teams. Are out hustling m- most of the country and getting themselves relevant by wh- whatever means necessary. And there's such apathy. And I think – I don't know if people realize the level of apathy because if Northern Colorado can do it – I mean, they they right now are going to have the best team they've ever had, in, in my opinion. Uh, top, I, to, top to bottom. In my recruiting class – in my recruiting class, right, because I said it's the best recruiting class I've ever had. They, it's the best recruiting class I've ever had. There's going to be more talent in, in Northern Colorado probably than ever. And it's because of one guy – Coming in there and changing a program and and working really really hard and hustling, and I'm not trying to simplify it, but in a in an extent, it's it is sort of simple that if you work really hard and you really hustle, you can make things happen, and that's what Nickerson's doing. And they've already got you know Sealy and Montoya as as recruits, and they've got some solid guys, Trey Andrews and Trent Noon, who are returning NCAA qualifiers. They're bringing in Timmy Box, Torres, Deluca. And now Nico Reyes, they're going to feel... Timmy Box is coming in? Timmy Box. I didn't know that. Yes. Uh, you know, when I had heard that Reyes was leaving Illinois... Right. I and, had heard that, too. And what I, what I had heard was, was Cal State Bakers. Me, too. Maybe we were standing together when we heard this. Which is where Box is coming from. Um, Interestingly. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, but T-Nick swoops them. T-Nick's got them. So definitely a team to, to have your eye on moving forward. They're, they're not going to um, – they're, they're, they got a ways to go. They probably don't have an All-American in the mix, Reyes being their, their most likely one for next year. But they're going to field a really solid dual team. They're going to send, uh, you know, probably five, six guys, maybe more to NCAAs, and that's, you know, that's, it's a huge improvement. So um, – Round of applause, Northern Colorado, Troy Nickerson. Keep it up. We root for, we we root for programs like that. We root for, you know, th- things to turn around. I think that's what we're seeing at Northern Colorado. Do you? Uh, would you agree, Willie? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and big weekend for NC State. Jeez, oh, big day. I mean, yesterday, the Buller twins come on and and Kellen Devlin. So three, three top guys. Three guys in the top fifty-seven, right? Uh, according to my <clears throat> rankings, and and you just might have to think that right now, off the top of my head, 
I mean, NC State's in contention to have the number one recruiting class. They might have, you know, um, at this current time, they might have the number one recruiting class. They also have Hayden Heidley, uh, who's ranked number one in the country. Is it Hyde? Uh, H-I-D should be Hid, right? Hyde. I know. I said I said Hidley for 10 years. So it's Hyde. It's Hyde. See, sometimes phon- all right, people will get on us for like how we pronounce names, but sometimes they don't really follow phonetic rules and i have no issue calling him hydley i'm just saying uh i appreciate a little grace when we mess up a name when we're saying it you know h-i-d hid l-a-y lay should be hidley and i'm not saying you know we should pronounce it that way but we sometimes hydley hydley got it brock has been trying to break me that for years all right well hydley that's what that's what i'll go so they got the bullard twins and kellen devlin hydley coming in mike rogers fifth year I'm um, senior this year at Wyoming Seminary, so they are off to a heck of a start. Bullard Twins came down to um, Lehigh and Penn State. I mean, yeah, Lehigh and NC State um, with NC State winning out. Interesting. And I heard that the Bullard Twins were um, likely to go to Cornell for a while. So things things can change there um, rather quickly. And Devlin, where, who did he choose? I haven't even got to – I didn't get to look at his profile to see what, what other schools he was looking at. Devlin was um, – Devlin was I, – I thought that commitment came a little early. I didn't think he was going to commit that soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he chose NC State over uh, – he, list, he listed. Now, I don't know what the circumstances were. I, I wasn't that close to the situation. I did talk to him once. But uh, he, he listed Penn State, Nebraska, Iowa, Missouri, and Ohio State. Mm. Okay, so he had a big list there. Um, well, what do you think about the – I watched um, a good bit of the Bullards. I actually really like Devlin. Yeah? Yeah. I really like him. And you uh, got to figure he's going to be working out with, with Obi Blanc there. That's a pretty good lightweight to roll with. Um, got to They need a 25 there too, so – and do, you, do you think so, he's a 25 or 33? I think he's a 33. Oh, really? Okay. Sure, absolutely. He's not a 25. He'll never wrestle 25. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, not in my opinion. I mean, I could be wrong, but I, but I doubt it. <laughs> That's a Charles Barkley book. You know the Charles Barkley title, the title of his book? I could be wrong, but I doubt it. <laughs> That's a um, great title. It is a great title, and classic charles barkley but uh i love that guy they hey maybe i you know i was talking to i've i talked to a lot of coaches about their needs you know what are you targeting um uh, they can't get into specific recruits they're not allowed to to say that um but you know you look at their roster uh every school i look at the roster i said or, or or you just know who's graduating and you say, um, you know, coach, what are you targeting for next year? Are you, are you targeting 25? And, and NC State really is targeting a 25 uh, pretty strongly. It's obvious, you know, like Penn State really needs a 2,500. Uh, Oklahoma State really needs a heavyweight, right? And the staff has said, yeah, you know, NC State, we really need a 25. So I don't think that Devlin is a 25. I should ask that question to them. Do, do they think – that that's the answers to the 25 because I know they were targeting um, that that was really um, one of their priorities. Right. Okay. So big, 
yeah, they are well on their way to the um, number one recruiting class. I mean, if they if they stop right now, they, they probably secured a top five class just with four top 60s, including a number, you know, what, Hydley's a top five, right? He's pretty high up there. Uh, yeah, top 10. Top 10. So pretty, pretty saucy class already by Coach Papalizio, Coach Beasley, Coach Blanc down there at NC State. And I love seeing this uh, – this the strength of the ACC. Come on up, Willie. You know I'm a big fan of of that conference. And you know VT. I was down there um, for two days, and you know I got to catch a, a lot of stuff. There were a lot of things going on. The, you had pretty much everyone on the Virginia Tech team, including the new freshmen, uh, Dunn. Mm-hmm. Dunn. Yeah, that's cool. Dunn, Racer, McFadden were all there. I got to talk with those guys. Um, most of the wrestlers. Ty Walls was not there, but he was pretty much the only big gun not in the mix there they had their team camps going on which was which were awesome and huge i mean they had like 450 wrestlers there and then you had the fargo camp going on in their wrestling room with you know a lot of hammers there including mason manville who we did an interview with got to catch up with mason for a little bit and then um yeah so so there was a lot going on it was it was good to catch up with those guys but man mason's going to fargo right i didn't watch that mason mason is going to fargo he would not get into the weight he's going, uh, but you got to figure 52 or 60. Um, and I actually know the weight, but he doesn't want it out there, so I'm not going to put it out there. Um, so he, you know, talked a lot with Mason because there's a lot of questions, um, you know, kind of surrounding him. You know, he leaves Blair last year, and he's just been going around training, and he's continued to do that. And um, he's just been doing the online high school stuff, and M- Mason's originally from Northern Virginia. And uh, he's five classes away from from graduating, so he's pretty much almost done. And he said it's all stuff he likes. So um, he basically said that next year he's going to kind of continue to do what he's been doing, going around training at different places. You know, go to Minnesota, go to northern Mi- northern Michigan, go to the OTC. So that's kind of his plan. We probably won't see him in a you know in another Ironman, or maybe he goes to a Super Thirty Two type of deal, but nothing Dude. in season. Do you um get the get get the impression that he, he's kind of more focused on Greco? He he said exactly that. He said that's I mean, I know he basically acknowledged I'm an outside shot to make the Olympics in in 2016, but if I'm going to do it, it's going to be in Greco. So he's he is um he does have a Greco focus uh, mm-hmm. about him. So um got to figure if he really, if he's really serious, don't don't you think he's got to go down to sixty six probably? To yeah. Do that he can't. I mean, Bezek's the guy in his way, right? Yeah. So Bezek's one of the best in the world. Right. That ain't happening. So you know, maybe he goes down. <coughs> Bless you. Um, Thank you, Willie. Maybe he goes down. I mean, he's he's got a high pedigree. So following Mason's gonna be be fun. It's gonna be a different kind of year for him. Still planning on going to Penn State. You know, I. There was no reason to think he wouldn't be, but, you know, he verbaled pretty early, so mine's mm-hmm. changed, but we had no indication that it, his changed, but I asked anyways if that was still the plan. He indicated that it was. So um, he'll still be a Nittany Lion eventually, all you Penn State fans. And, uh, yeah, he seems and to be that's, doing you know, really well. That's that's all they got. Well, Penn State got a, a – Lightweight from from New Jersey. I don't know how much of a factor he really is. He didn't place at state tournament last year, but anyway, um, 
that's all Penn State really has right now. It's it's kind of all's quiet out there. Yeah, you know, it's, it's you're quiet. Almost waiting, you're almost waiting for something to break big, right? Well, and and I get the feeling then in the next week or so, I think more pieces are going to start to fall. You know, Griffin really kind of got it started, and we saw a couple more pretty big pieces yesterday, and I think that uh, in the next day or so, we might have one. Um, can't get into the specifics. It seems, it's, it seems unseasonably slow, right? It, it, but It does, but I don't know. Yesterday was a lot of fun, man. We had three pretty decent commitments and a transfer, so maybe it's starting to pick up a little bit. I mean, compared I, to what we've been having, it's still, dude, it's still, we're halfway through July. And, and the period from July 1st to July 15th has been super slow. Um, but how, how many did we have last year at this time? Um, more, more than that. I, I don't know. I, I go back and I look at the old, like, content documents. I don't see us breaking a lot of, um, is that, was that right? Yeah. I'm not seeing like a, a bunch of commitments. Then, I mean, we did. Well, remember too, uh, the reason why, I, you know, maybe, maybe it is isn't as slow as I as I as I think it was last year. But um, certainly, certainly in years prior, it has been more active uh, at this time of the year. But remember, this particular class had a lot of early, early verbals. Right. Um, That's so true. So something like twenty-ish, uh, twenty twenty-some-ish juniors were on the senior big or senior big board, junior big board, were were already committed. So you you're taking a you know twenty-five to thirty-three percent of the guys um, were already committed. So they're not committing between July, right? Uh, right. Early in July, so they're already spoken for. Um, Jordan Wood, Alex Marinelli. I'll go through some of the guys that committed a long, long time ago. Jordan Wood, Alex Marinelli, Nick Renan, Mason Manville, Hydley committed a long time ago. Um, Wenzel, uh, Darmstadt, Ethan Anderson, Mitch McKee, Chris Wheeler, Jack Mueller. I mean, these yeah. guys have these guys all committed way early. Right, right. And you know the big. The big, um, the big name guys, they can afford to wait around. You know, they can. Mark Hall, Nick Siriano, Luke Pletcher—they don't really have to be in a big hurry. They can wait until they get the. They're going to get a great offer, so they're going to, you know, well, do their he, due diligence. And, that's the one that I, I think's coming next. Luke. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Right. Well, yeah. Um, but, you know, you never know. You never know. Um, so we'll see. Pletcher probably may be coming soon, but you never know. Um, but yeah, we kind of derailed from. Yeah, let's get back on the Virginia Tech. Tech. I know I'm an ACC homer. I like, I'm a Virginia homer. I like, but I'm telling you right now, Virginia Tech is going to be salty next year. Okay. Like down and they've been the last couple years, you know, they're top four, basically the last or top 10 the last four years or so. So it's not nothing really new. But the, the fact that they're losing Devin Carter and they might be better next year is pretty telling to me. And they're a team that's working on a transfer um, that I'm not going to get into. I wasn't going to – you know, I was told, hey, keep this under wraps. 
and uh, Joey Dance in my interview with him kind of he didn't spill the beans like get specific with the name but he's like yeah we got a guy maybe coming in we'll see <laughs> I was like well that's not really on me um, but I don't think it's a huge deal um, but but this guy well, coming I think it would be I think it, I think it would be a huge deal if it happens but oh, it's it, not it's not carved in stone yet right? I, what I mean it's not a huge deal that it kind of got out that there's a, a transfer in the works it's a huge deal if this guy comes in. Um, and so, so let's. I mean, just think about their lineup. You know, you got Dance and Nordstrom. This transfer maybe happening at forty-one. Then you've got the Chisco Mastriani winner at forty-nine. I mean, one of those guys is gonna be on the bench, either a blue chipper um, in Chisco or a round of twelver in Mastriani. And right now, it looks like, based on what I saw from Sal, as good as Solly looks, I I think Sal still might be the guy. He might hold him off, um, which is. Uh, unbelievable, really, when you think about it. Um, then you've got Brissetta, and I wouldn't, I, I don't know this for sure, but just watching McFadden, you know, he might be a guy that goes his true freshman year at 65. And I know you're really high on McFadden. I've been super high about him. I, I just think his, his arc is still going up. Yes. I think, you know, his, his frame and, and graduating at 17 and wrestling his best as he's wrestling his best now. He's wrestling his best. The best he ever looked is is now. You know, he's not one of those kids that pinnacled as a junior or something like that. Right, right. So yeah, you're. I agree with you with his arc. I think he has a very complete game, and um, I I think he's got you know the intangibles that you look for in a kid. Just you know, you hear things. He's really. Um, I I get the feeling he's kind of the leader of the pack of these this freshman class, and he's got them on the right track they're doing extra workouts and things you know on their own that he's organized so it sounds like mcfadden not just in wrestling ability but he seems to be taking on you know maybe a leadership role within that freshman class so you got to feel good about having a guy like that now how good is he going to be as a freshman who knows i mean when you throw a true freshman out there you never know what you're all right so 74 84 97 so 74 epperly 84 gable um, you know, got to figure Zavasky probably the guy. I thought he looked good. Then Hot, and then Ty Wall. So mm-hmm. it's a really good team, man. I'm just saying. Yep. But you know what? They had a good team last year, and they didn't win the ACCs. Um, that was a bad weekend for them. Terrible. Um, but that's what you know. ACC is getting tougher and tougher, and with NC State swelling up, getting some good guys, and they've already been tough. Um, UVA always there. Pitt, of course, and we're. We know UNC is probably going to be headed in the right direction. What's the what, what's the 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 peak? What's the what's the high water mark for uh, Virginia Tech this year? You think? What's the best they could do? Next March, twenty sixteen. Next March, everything goes their way, you know, and that hardly ever happens. They could potentially be if they get this transfer and everyone's wrestling well. Maybe they could be in and around the top five. Yeah. I think that's. I think it's going to be an odd. It's going to be an odd year, next year, in my opinion. I, I yeah. It's going to be a really odd year. You know, going into NCAA's last year, I said that it's going to be a really low scoring year, and it was. Um, I don't know if it'll be. I, I don't. I think it'll be probably the same thing. I think it'll be low scoring this year. I don't know about that. I don't know. Well, low scoring. I think that. The team that wins is going to put a lot of points up there. Uh, I, 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 
because they have a lot of really good wrestlers, and good wrestlers win matches. I mean, Penn State and Oklahoma State are 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 going to feel juggernauts, man. I disagree. You disagree? What do you disagree with about that? What which team is not a a, a juggernaut full of talent? I don't. I don't think they're going to put up. I mean, one ten is the number. I, I'm thinking. Oh, give me the over. I'll give me the over. over. Okay, fine. Take the over. One ten. Mark it down. July, uh, whatever. Fourteenth. Fourteenth. You don't think? All right. Listen to this lineup. Tell me you can't score 110 points, Willie. Go ahead. Clamara, Harding, Heil, Kalika, Marsteller, Daringer, Crutchmer. Um, at 84, Rogers or um, what's his name, Boyd, um, Weigel, Austin Marsden. You don't that can't score 110 points. Uh, Nico Megalutis, Jordan Conway, Jimmy Gulaban, Zane Rutherford, Jason Nolf, Corey Rashid, Bo Nickel, Matt McCutcheon, Morgan McIntosh, and Nick Nevels can't score 110. Well, okay, well it's for it's July, okay. Mm-hmm. How many? Uh, how many of the 20 names you just said are, are really proven? Um, I mean, maybe maybe you talk to me at the end of December, and I'm like, yep, you're right. But right now, I mean, you don't know. Who's not proven? You, I mean, you, you hope you hope that um, the freshmen for Penn State are good. Come on. Uh, don't be that guy. Don't be the guy that, well, until you see it. You know, <laughs> really, Jason Nolf, really, you don't. Yeah, I don't know. I'm so sure about that Nolf guy. You know, until the lights are on. What? Hey, what hey, the... hey, run out Ohio State's lineup last year that won a national title with 100 points. Uh, Tomasello, DeJulius, mm-hmm. Steber, mm-hmm. Steber, mm-hmm. Demas, mm-hmm. Uh, Bo, Mark Martin, Kenny Quartz, Kyle Snyder, and Nick Tavanello. Every one of them, well, most of them, more more proven than than what Oklahoma State and Penn State has, and they only managed to score 100 points. Well, uh, Hunter Steber scored zero. I mean, it, okay. fair, fair enough. That's that's a that's 15, 20 points with uh, just an average Hunter Steber is going to score, you know, top four points in, in my opinion. Um, you know, that's yeah, with, I, that's with Giant Julius mean, not wrestling well. I'm not even gonna say didn't wrestle well. I'm not even gonna it, say that. Just you know, right. They could. They left some points on the board, in, in my opinion. So, whatever. I mean, there's you know Mark Martin and Kenny Quartz. Mar- Martin, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I still don't think it's gonna be. I still don't think it's gonna be high. You don't think? I think, I think it's a lot of parity. No, I think it's two teams and then, uh, a pretty significant drop. You don't think? Who's you don't the, think that? Who's you don't the, think that Iowa's going to knock off some guys? You don't think that Michigan's going to knock off some guys? What do you guys? mean, knock off some guys? I mean, what does that mean? Do I think Iowa wrestlers are going to win matches? Yeah. That doesn't mean I think they're in this um, category this year. They're losing a lot of guys, Willie. I yeah. mean, they're probably going to start Topher Carton yeah. at 41. Mm. And... I, I just don't see I, – I don't see a team that's an overwhelming favorite by any stretch of the imagination. You, all right. Well, I'm not saying you should say – Oklahoma State's better than Penn State or Penn State, but but if you don't understand that those two teams have separated from the field, stack up the lineups, those two lineups next to Iowa's. Yeah, yeah, maybe, but I don't. Which, maybe, maybe, maybe they're maybe maybe they're the favorites going in, right? But I don't think it's going to be. I mean, 
a Penn State five finalist type year. Um, maybe not, maybe not, but uh, there's certainly quite a few potential finalists. I mean, I believe that Nico, Zane, mm-hmm. Nolf, uh, McIntosh. That's four. Very yeah. not not even a leap. That's not a leap. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. I know. Didn't know <laughs> that. <laughs> I could be wrong, but I doubt it. Right? Is that the title of the well, book? Well, here's the thing. Yes, that's the title of the book. Here's here's the thing. It's what the four guys you mentioned are by no way, shape, or form leaps, right? But it's like I say about the world championships. You need things to go like perfect for that to happen, and they rarely do. I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't think things have to go perfectly for Nico to make the finals. Um or even Nolf. I don't know. He's beaten he beat the finalist pretty soundly. McIntosh has beaten Jaden. I don't know. I, I think it's it's a matter of wrestling up to your ability. And I think one thing we've seen with Penn State is by and large they wrestle up to their ability at NCAAs, as does as uh, I think they wrestle a little above their ability. Okay, yeah. Wh- whatever. Same. Last what they do? What they go on last year? The first day of NCAAs, they went something like twelve and two, and both losses were in overtime. Yeah, I mean, this is this is what they do. This is what they do. That's 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 my point. That the track record with Penn State is wrestling up to par, almost at a minimum, and very few guys are underperforming, and. We're seeing that with Oklahoma State as well. Now, if you if you had said, "Hey, you need to slow down on Oklahoma State," Dean Heil and Kyle Crutchmer were the uh, very average all year, and they had they put, got on fire for a tournament. I I could actually get with that more than you saying that that Penn State isn't loaded. But even though, again, you're kind of going against well, Oklahoma State's track record with that. I mean, Heil and Crutchmer were were pretty. Uh, marginal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel you. But I, I just always, I often slow play it, man. As as highly as I think How of North, as, as highly as I think of North, Nickel, and Nevels, um, give me a month to see him in the lineup, you know? Come on. Uh, Where's the fun in that? What, so you're going to wait till Bo Nickel beats, you know, Crutchman and be like, yeah, he's going to be good. Come on, we could be out, out ahead of something. Doesn't mean anything after they beat people good, isn't it? That's half the fun. Come on, Grandpa. <laughs> um, so somehow we got derailed from Virginia Tech again. We'll just keep coming back to it for just a second. Just one well, more. Thing. I mean, I think we, I think we, I think we hit them. You yeah, know, we you did. Said just top to... five. You said their lineup. And um, Andrew Dunn. A lot of people were like, "Whoa, he's probably going to lose a year." Uh, obviously, he was a pretty heralded recruit. He's going to do the gray shirt thing. It sounds like. Community college, that stuff, like you see the Finger Lakes guy do. Then enroll in redshirt, and then he'll kind of fill in seamlessly for Ty Wall. So I think that's uh, what I gleaned, kind of their plan with Dunn. So he's not going to lose a year of eligibility. So that is a is a good fit for them. Um, yeah, and also of note, Jeremy Johnson got a job as a, as a high school coach back in his hometown of Cleveland. So he'll be moving on from staff there. I'm sure they're going to miss him. Um, awesome dude, and yeah, just wants to coach. We're him. not going to lose you. Virginia Tech's not going to hire you to coach uh, heavyweights, are they? Uh, they might. They might. You know, might will I... you still do rankings? I'll still do rankings. Whether I am coaching 
Um, heavyweights or off the grid, evading the law, I will still do rankings, Willie. Sweet. So you got that. You got that locked up. See, so even if you're on the run, you have a source of income. I do. I do. Now, getting me the income, it's probably going to involve you leaving buried boxes no. of cash in the wilderness. Yeah, in like, you know, in the forest and stuff. Right. Or maybe you'll, you'll have to pay me in cliff bars or something so I can survive. But wh- whatever. Oh, we, can, we, can talk, we can talk specifics. Mix. I do like trail mix. That, that's you do the rankings on the run, we'll give you unlimited supply of trail mix. <laughs> that's all I need. Um, Spanish Grand Prix. Yeah, let's – you know what? I love I love projecting uh, things in the college season because college wrestling is awesome. But it's freestyle season. Let's talk a little Spanish Grand Prix. We had a crazy, okay. crazy amount um, – a, a large delegate over there, all three styles. Um, first with freestyle, six golds, Christian Piles. Pretty dang good. I mean, that's – you never really know what you're getting with some of these because you don't know the level of competition you're walking into, and I'm not sure how how good are the guys that you know that Dennis beat. I know what Chimizo is at 70. Um, you know that's a good win for James Green, but you know, good good job by Guiz, good job by our guys Mahalik uh, and others. But you're not really sure what it means, but it's good to win. You know, it's better than getting. <laughs> third to these guys and um really impressed with valencia too he you know Friev is a guy that's very well established mm-hmm. a veteran very savvy and someone that zahid will definitely beat someday if he gets multiple cracks at him but he's a guy that's you know he's he'll let you shoot he'll leave those legs open because he's really good with counters and so he got a little out i don't know if finesse but just a little out scheme there but it's good for him to go and feel that, wrestle a high-level guy, because he's going to wrestle high-level guys at Junior Worlds, and I feel great about him uh, headed there. So it's um, it's good stuff. Our ladies did really well there. We had some Greco guys. Uh, Joe Rao, uh won a medal. So uh, it's good. Good job. That was a, a marathon of a one-day tournament. I mean, 17 hours or something straight just wrestling. That's It's tough to keep your body clicking for that long, right? Yeah, uh, you know, I woke up, I think. They started at 9. It was like 2 central time or something like that. Crazy. And, and, 2 a.m. Uh, for the, if you're curious. And so, you know, at 70 kilograms was seven guys. Right. And so they didn't wrestle till later. Like, so the tournament started at like 9 a.m. James Green didn't wrestle till like 2 in the afternoon or something like that. And then his final was like at 10 o'clock their time. Yeah. So they should have just knocked that out in the first like three hours. Just get that weight done. They should have done that with the small brackets. You know, instead of having them sit around all day. I don't know. Maybe yeah. he knew. That doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, my, my takeaways were, were good job, USA. You know, David Taylor did well. Mark Hall wins bronze. All, all good stuff. I didn't get to see Mark's loss, unfortunately. And I've been kind of perusing YouTube looking for some matches to come up, um, and they have not yet. So, But if they surface, holla at your boy. Yeah, I, I'd like to rewatch some of them, too. I doubt – I don't have a whole lot of faith that we will get to see them again, but um, I'd like to see it. And like you said – uh, the, the competition there wasn't all that great. There was a couple notable guys um, that you could even find in the database. But right. like you said, it's better 
it's better to kick butt and win win a bunch than it is to lose to no name. It's pretty good, and and also especially it's good for um, the the other component was it was good for our junior guys that were wrestling on the senior levels, Zahid and, and Anthony and Mark Hall. Uh, am I missing someone? But um, it was good for those guys as well. We saw the debut of Obi Blanc. Um, you know, got some at it's. It was so stupid. Yeah, that's they, a sidebar too, right? They, the three, three Americans clustered up in a four, in the same four you grouping. You can't. You got. I get it. You don't want to separate. You don't want to have. But come on, don't have us fly around the world to wrestle each other. Uh, a match we could do at Colorado Springs. Just get, give us that and do that. Do that for all the countries. Yeah. I don't. I don't care. Separate the countries. It's not, you know, a world championships. Let's let's not have. Obi Blanc and Frank Pirelli wrestle in round one, and then the winner gets Nico. That's come on, build build your tournament. Be a little, just do that. Uh, you know, I understand. I under. I mean, that was my gut reaction. I tweeted it, like shake my head. You know, these guys got grouped together, um, but at the same time, and I think I think you know, it sounded like um, Coach Slay put a push to 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 have it changed. Um, now and couldn't have it changed. Um, there were other situations like that. There was a couple Canadians wrestled in the first round. There was a yeah, couple. I'm not saying just separate but, Americans. Let's just separate them all. But but it's a slippery slope. It really is. I mean, I mean when, when do you, they have a system of random draw. When do you, I, you know, it's probably better for the tournament. If I'm the tournament director, I'm fixing it. Um, because I want, especially if they're, they're, overseas uh, they're not on the same continent you know canada and and, and um, america they're spending money to come to your tournament to get matches you want to sort of keep them happy and keep them coming back um but um at the same time it's it's a slippery slope because that's the, that's the system that they had and if you're going to start changing things around for um one situation or one country then where does it stop yeah i mean you know the the Uregan isn't separating the Russians, you know. So I, I get. I it. mean, let's. I mean, what? What if? What if a world champ and a world silver medalist came there and and they had to hit in the first round? Do you change them? No, uh, I. Do I you change know. countries? Do you, you separate countries? You know, it gets to be a slippery kind of deal. Yeah, I and get. And so I get while it. I while I don't, while it's very unfortunate, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think. It, it what might is the just statistical suck, probability suck that those three would be? I, I would love to know how what what percentage that sort of a, a happening is. I mean, that was a pretty good sized bracket for those three to be in the bottom three. What are the the literal odds? If anyone know is good with numbers and stuff, I'm not. Um, feel free to toss that percentage our way. Um, Willie, you could probably do that. Maybe nah. st- maybe Stat Boy. I don't know. Right. Any, do, is is anyone good at math at Flow? I don't know. I know I'm not. It was my worst. I don't know if I care to do it. But um, okay. the most the most intriguing match um, that occurred was the Green Chimizo final. Did you get a chance to watch it, Christian? Um. Yeah, that was a disaster at the end. That that match ended like four or five times, Willie. It it, it, was it went a disaster for for people that. Um, didn't get a chance to see it, and I don't blame you because 
geez, it was a long, long tournament. But yeah. the, for people who don't get a chance to see it, I would love for that video to surface. I would love for um, UWW to get their hands on it, to examine it, and to, to, to look at what happened just to go back to the officials and be like, look, this is the way you should have handled this. Yeah, it needs to be um, a learning tool. Because like... it was a mess. I mean, there was a lot of there was a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people um, on Twitter and everywhere else, message boards, saying that there was some unfair advantage there coming from the officials that they didn't want Chimizo to win. And it was very obvious with the way the match was officiated from the jump. That they didn't want Chimizo to win? Or they didn't want Green to win. Oh, you said or they Ch- wanted Chimizo to win, right? Okay. So let's maybe walk through some of this stuff. I won't go that far. I won't go as far as to say they were trying to give a little nudge to Chimizo. Um, because I think it's just a failure on the refs. I, I just think they're bad. I just thought they were bad. Um because, and the reason I don't really buy into the foul play thing is because how can you have foul play when you're so blatantly um, bad of officiating? Listen, the clock expired three different times. They put cl- they put time on the clock three different times. You can't do it. <laughs> if you're if you're Trying to get Chimizo the win, do you do it that blatantly? <laughs> that yeah. was the like that would be the most blatant attempt of match fixing I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was. I just think it was just ineptitude more than anything. And um, yeah, I don't I don't know what else to say other than I was and then, perplexed. Uh, you know, and then the, uh, there was there was shaky fish. Like Chimizo never got put on the clock. Oh no. my gosh, that no. was that was more egregious than the nine times the the match actually ended. How Green, he evaded? He stalked him. Chimizo didn't do a darn thing. Oh. He, one one time he he really kind of came forward, but Chimizo not being put on the clock was a travesty. It, um, now, but here's the thing: this is why I say I'm not sure that it was sort of a match fixing thing because if you watch James Green's match. The previous match against the Japanese wrestler, the same thing occurred. Green stalked him around the mat for six minutes, and the Japanese guy maybe, I think, maybe got a warning once. Was never put on the clock. So was it was it a case of they were trying to fix the match, or was it a case of, of the officials there were inept? And, and this, or this is how they're calling it. They're, they're I mean, calling it that, hey, if points are being scored, we're not going to put a guy on the shot clock kind of deal. Um, may, maybe that's what they're saying. Hey, we don't want to get involved to that if, degree. But th- if he that was match, clearly if, if evading. If either of those wrestlers wrestled the match in, uh, in, in, in Carver, oh they would have been, they would have been stalled out. They wouldn't have got out of the first period. Right. It was that bad. It was it was pretty terrible. It was there was a point I was talking to Jordan Burroughs about it. Um, hey, pick that name up there. You just dropped it. <laughs> no, but Jordan said Chimizo was his posture and his and what he was doing was so like blatantly stalling that it looked to Jordan like James was like 
Wait a second. Does he know something I don't know? Does he, what is he doing like, right like now? Like it's a trap. Well, he was standing yeah. straight up, sticking his uh his lead leg out there. Like, come on, please, please, please shoot. Um, yeah. it, it was weird. It was it was a weird, weird match. I'm gonna search again. I haven't looked yet today for it. I hope it. I hope that sucker pops up because it was. It's really worth watching. You guys listening at home, if if you happen to come across it or maybe search for it once in a while, if you come across it, it's really interesting. Um, it, it's a match you want to watch, especially the final. Um, well, it ended up the the final. I don't know, 14 seconds or so. That took six minutes. That Right, took six minutes. And here's another thing. Like, Chimizo, <laughs> I was wondering if maybe that Matt, you couldn't, they didn't have the challenge option or something, or they didn't have video review because um, when they put time on the clock, it was obviously wrong. Like, the first time they put time on the clock, it should have been with six seconds left. They put, like, 16 or, yeah. or four, 14 so it wasn't just that they put time on the clock they put the wrong they put way way so much wrong time, back. time on the clock uh and then it happened three different times like how can that even be possible yeah and, and we were so we I had mark watching... mark manning was like in front of the camera so watching his uh he kind of wears his heart on his sleeve in the corner there so it was <laughs> it was uh, all the more entertaining to see his reactions to what was going on <clears throat> Yeah, I was watching, you know, I was in Lincoln this weekend, so I was watching the match with Snyder, and um, we didn't even know, because when the officiating's that bad, like, we were pretty sure, okay, so the match, James Green is winning 5-4, to four, um, and the final three seconds, Chimizo's chasing him around the mat, and Green's just kind of evading, Um they give a caution in one to Chimizo to make it 5-5. Five, five. Now, everybody that's watching knows, kind of, that Green won the match on Criteria 5-5, five, five, right? Mm-hmm. But when the officiating's that bad and the match was that confusing, me and Snyder, both of us, we were, like, not comfortable until the hand was raised. We, like, really glued our eyes on Let's make sure the right hand gets raised here. Yeah, you know, what, make... not following criteria wouldn't have really. That would have been right. one of the more minor sins of that match and its officiating. So it was it was a mess, man. It was a mess. That match will probably never see the light of day. I mean, do, does USA Wrestling send people over there to film? They no. Pro- no, they should. They should send you or me to over there to do that. That'd be awesome. Sign me up. For real, for real. Okay. Um, so the Grand Prix now transitioning. We got some more international competition going on. Uh, most of our number ones going to be headed, or they're, shoot, they're already in Toronto, Canada, for the Pan American Games, which are getting started Wednesday. And uh, it's a good tune-up. And like the Spanish Grand Prix, you'd like to think we're going to bring home a significant amount of hardware. Yeah, mm. yeah, and I think we will, especially considering the competition. Cuba got a good team, you know. Uh... You know, the, it's it's really us and the Cubans are the two uh, right. best squads. You know, you got to Cuba's good at quite a few. Tony's wins. out, Escobedo's in. Yeah, I'd love to see Ramos get another crack at Bond, but uh, it doesn't look like. Well, it's not that it doesn't look like it will not happen at Pan Am's because Escobedo's going. Um, you know, they've got Salas, they've got 
um, Lopez Escuy, Snyder could see um, and will likely see Cortina Lacera once more in, in a match where I, f- I favor Kyle Kyle again. So we're th- some of our guys will be tested. And Snyder will never lose to Lacera. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. Ever. Um, what probably the most interesting matchup in my I don't know call me crazy but Robbie Smith versus Lopez. Um, that you, you know, I I don't know if we're there yet, right? Like I uh, well, I, I'm glad we're gonna find out. Yeah, we'll find out. I that's a great match. I mean, uh, go Robbie Smith. L- Lopez multiple multiple world titles and you know one of the best best Greco guys. You know. Maybe he's an, up there with the all-timers. He, he's fantastic. He's been holding it down there um, for a so long we'll time. Have, Huge test for Robbie. Absolutely. Yeah. And and believe me, he's had this date on his calendar. Yeah. 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 What, I mean, there, he, was, he was talking about it. He was talking about it in Ithaca. I mean, how pumped he was. And he's he kind of has to. I mean, he has no pair. He has no. I mean, he has no competition here right now. He yeah. he slaughters everybody. Um, so yeah, you got to have that. Yeah. Well, so Thursday we'll have a a flow radio live and we'll be talking more about the specifics of, of the Pan Am, the Pan Am championships. Have you been watching it Christian at all? I've been watching like, uh, diving and all kinds of other stuff. I have uh, not, I have not, I have not started to watch it. I, I love like the summer Olympics, all that stuff, but I have not started watching the Pan American games as of yet. Um, I'm I'm waiting for the water polo. That's my hey. That's my jam. So yeah. So Thursday we'll have that uh, a lot of stuff about the Pan Ams. Um, but Christian, did you, you did not watch any of the Mendez McGregor fight? Did you? Uh, no, I was unconscious. As as predicted on FRL, I was asleep because I sleep at nighttime. Uh, like normal human beings, I can't stay up till you know four in the morning watching it. But I was sad. I was I saw the knockout. It looked like Mendes was really on the ropes, like just completely gassed, and uh, got knocked out. So, oh, dude, it was it was an amazing, amazing card. Sounds uh, like some, it. Some people are saying the best, the best um, slate of, of fights, not not just in name, name. and and build up, but just the, awesome the fights. fights that actually materialized. Um, several several great ones, uh, comebacks, um, and you know. I, I was pulling for Mendez. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of McGregor in terms of – I thought he got boosted. Uh, first of all, I think his game is, is great. It is striking. He's just otherworldly. Mm-hmm. He hits harder than 40 other guys at the weight class. Um, and his, his, ex, his skill in striking is, is – Unparalleled. One of the best I've ever seen. And, I, I mean, I'm not a MMA – guru by any stretch of the imagination but um but but mendez did eat him up on it on his takedowns um and i came away with more more respect for conor mcgregor kids kids the truth um and and i i'll watch every fight he's in from now on i just uh mendez mendez kind of gassed man yeah there's rumors out there he was Hunting, doing a hunting show? I don't, I don't know what that well, actually. Well, he took the fight. Mean? He took the fight on really short notice, is what a lot of people are saying. But um, McGregor, you know, contrary to, contrary to a lot of the trash talking he does, uh, he was really gracious 
after after the fight and showed a lot of good sportsmanship and and um I don't know. I I became, I became a little bit more of a fan. Well, well good. Um I'm glad you did. Willie, we went 2 minutes into overtime here. Um good good shot by you. This was a this was a quality show. Um remember to subscribe on iTunes. Um please do. Oh, we are also on Stitcher too. By the way, look us up. That just happened for all you Android users. Um both of you out there that use Androids, Willie and one other person, I think. Um feel free to to subscribe on Stitcher as well. You can have it there on your phone. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will see you Thursday, same time, same place. Uh, thanks a lot.